Welcome back to Soccer Cards United. This is episode 137 of the best little soccer card podcast in the world. Uh, my name is Jason over there. That's Enzo. Hi, Enzo. Hello, Jason. Um, now, Enzo, we spent the weekend together with our mate Faye in London for the London Card Show. It was very nice. It was it, very it, nice. Did you spend a weekend with you, Jason? Oh, what a thrill. We could do a charity auction or something. Oh, my God. If funds ever got tight. Um, we were in London for the London Card Show, and this episode is going to be... Uh, a recap of that yeah because we we haven't really seen too much going on like we've been in full since friday saturday sunday we were full on now it's monday thursday uh, we were in prep mode yeah which so is why there was no podcast very sorry about that um but, but yeah it was crazy it was it was a crazy weekend uh it was a very fun weekend it was a great card show it really was and we're going to just kind of talk about some aspects of it, including a lot of the deals that we did, because we did a huge amount of deals. Some controversial deals on, on the Twitter. Some people were, we asked people <laughs> to rate all of our deals, and there was one that I think people got a bit off. Yeah. They really went, that was Jason. They really gave us what they thought. They said, we... Pff. Yeah, I'm actually going to pull that, that whole Twitter fiasco up. Oh, we had to try to defend ourselves. On this show, we'll be defending ourselves in that specific deal. Yeah. Because um, in fairness, mm-hmm. I understand... They're not like. No, I understand, but there's there's good points made on both sides of this. I agree with that. In the, uh, that's what made it. It made it a very interesting polarizing deal. Yes. So it, and it, and it tells you a lot about how you see this deal. Tells you a lot about where you kind of are at in the hobby. I think. Mm. You know. Interesting. Anyway, so first off, I just want to say that the uh, the venue this time it was still Sandown Racecourse outside London, but they had moved from I believe it was from. Escher Hall to I don't know what it was it was like two different small upstairs. hall to a big hall upstairs do you know what the only I had one criticism of the of the of the venue okay tell us the criticism upstairs mm-hmm. it, but I don't know if it's the exact same venue they're owned by the same people hey, it's know. all the same yeah, race course, yeah upstairs is a bigger section bigger room bigger venue mm-hmm. smaller toilet facilities is it yeah downstairs was a really really comprehensive toilet facility mm-hmm <laughs> And uh, upstairs it was less so, with okay. a higher volume of people. So, so, so a Careful. greater density. Yeah. Okay. There you go. My only criticism, apart from that, was amazing. And then one of the best parts was that the food truck was so close. And there was two of them because it increased. Mm. And I guess our table was actually close to the. Maybe that's why. I yeah, felt. that it was wasn't, very easy to get a burger. It could have been over the other side of the room. It could have been harder for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, we didn't have to fight our elbow our way through the room to try and get no, a burger. Not quite. It was great. So there was that, and it was definitely the biggest European card show to date. Yes. Um, somebody remarked to me over the weekend, and by the way, uh, during this com- during this conversation, we're going to be talking a lot about other conversations we had, other deals we did, mm. and interactions we had. We're generally going to avoid naming people, because Ooh. if we don't, everyone who, if you're listening to this and we describe a conversation we had with you, you know who you are, but I don't want to name some people and not name other people. Because that might make the people who I don't name feel feel hurt. as if they didn't make an impression. Mm. You're you're not getting involved in politics. You're saying so for the, you know. Okay, all right, I I, I like that. Um, but what was I saying? So I was talking to someone, and they said it's this feels uh, the closest thing to like an American card show in mm. terms of the scale. Yeah, and that we've seen. I mean, Munich was kind of similar, smaller but a similar vibe. No, no, I think it was very... I, I I didn't see the corporate section in Munich, so I okay, can't yeah, speak yeah, yeah. to that. There was actually. a big corporate section. But yeah, I didn't see that. So without seeing that, it didn't feel the same to me. Yeah, um, we had a lot of corporate representation. There was eBay. Mm-hmm. eBay had a claw machine. Yeah. I didn't get, get to see it. a lot of traction. A lot of traction. Yeah. 
you know what was in it? No? I think it was you could basically like you were trying to pick up like orbs. Yeah. And then it came out of the machine and you opened it like it a, a Kinder uh, Surprise. And it was like a fortune cookie and it said what you'd won. Oh, that's cool. And then you took that voucher and you went to the... It's very complicated. Yeah, listen. But uh, a claw machine is always fun. So that I didn't get to use it, but I looked That would have been it. good fun. Yeah. To get to use that. There was... Golden was there. Golden was there. Yeah. Not Ken himself. No, but there was some representatives of Golden. There was a whatnot area. There was a whole whatnot area. Whatnot. There, was, there was a whatnot stand and there was a whatnot corner. Yeah, they had a whole... And they had one of those cool balloon displays. Oh, they the big balloon them. gate. I remember at the National Whatnot had a huge present. Yeah. With that kind of wooden knee. I don't even know what to call it. It was like a... It was like a... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Come on. Sorry, my phone. Airplane mode, please. That's <laughs> silent. Silence. Silence, at least. Um. So, yeah. So I'm trying to think. So, there was all these different companies around. Then, obviously, you had different vendors and stuff. Um. But it was very good. It was definitely a bigger show than last time. Yeah. In um, October. Quick turnaround, kind of. Quick turnaround. Uh, lots of attendees, lots of vendors, but the vendor kind of grew more in the TCG side. I felt like there was it was huge T- TCG representation, huge TCG representation. Huge. I actually got involved. Yeah, tell us about that. I, I actually, upon my so me, Jason, and Faze, it's a different dynamic when there's three of us traveling. I think it's Jason, completely different. Jason gets bullied more so than me and him just having conversations. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I I think you and Faye are a little uh, a duo. Yeah. I feel like we get you. I think you tried to get me. Oh, you don't, we don't bother you. No. Because we're good. We're good people. It's nice. Um, so yeah, me and Faye were talking about Pokemon. Yes. I can't remember how it came up. We were talking about Pokemon. And Jason, it just turned, Jason was very, to our surprise, very on the outskirts in his Pokemon knowledge, I would say. There was a lot of holes in it. Yeah. And this was, this was not only that there was holes in it. I told him to grow up. But this was, uh, you, you, you couldn't get, you, two of you couldn't get over this. Yeah, how we, do you not? Know we start about asking Pokemon? him who's number four on the Pokedex. We, you know, we start trying to who's number one hundred fifty one on the Pokedex. He just about got it, just about. Yeah, you gave me a clue. You said you, you probably know who you, it is. You probably know who one fifty one is. But I tell you this, I didn't know he was one fifty one. I worked it out from context clues. So that says a lot. So we're not remembering anything. So we asked Jason what his favorite Pokemon was. Yeah, which is Diglett. Diglett came out as Diglett. Anyway, terrible, terrible stuff. Terrible. It was just that was controversial. We got through it, but then throughout the day, I then became obsessed. My favorite Pokemon is Squirtle, so I was like saying to Faye, who was going around doing a few deals himself. Just he kept trading cards for packets because he just want to open packets. All like low, yeah. low end deals, bit of fun, had fun, and I kept telling him, "I want you to get me a Squirtle card." That was his task. Yeah, I said, "By the time this show ends, I want a Squirtle." Yeah, and I get don't me. want the first generation Squirtle with all the bubbles. I said, "Anything get, else? Get me a Squirtle card. Get me a Squirtle card." He promised me he'd do it. He ran around. He eventually got it done on the mm-hmm. Sunday. And he also opened a pack. Anytime he's opened a pack, I said, if there's a squirrel in there, you have to give it to me. He got a Japanese Pokemon Go pack. Yeah, Pokemon Go pack. There was a little Japanese version of a squirrel in there. Mm-hmm. I got that. So I have two squirrels. And I've decided that I have a, I'm have going to do a little squirrel PC to kind of engage with, with the Pokemon community, the trading card community. And I think it's just fun. So we did a deal actually with someone who, who was mainly a Pokemon guy who was getting into sports. And we, we he got kind of the favorable, favorable side of the deal, I'll say. Mm-hmm. But I said to him, next the next show I want a squirrel because he was a big Pokemon guy, and yeah. he, he promised me he promised me that. So I'm now gonna where I can pick up little squirrels. But I think it's also a good idea because um, well, first of all, the table beside ours um, we're selling a lot of Pokemon and ended up buying a couple of bits of soccer wax off our mm. table on a Sunday to rip. So 
I think it's a good idea to, as we travel around to these shows, it's generally sports and TCG. And so if you're kind of looking for Squirtle stuff, that get, that's an in. An in. That's like a... Jason, this is pure, by the way. It's not an in. Huh? It's an in. It's a, I love it's my a, Squirtle. This is a cynical move. No way. No, 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 no. I'm not... I mean, it's, look at this. The, the, I don't know if the people will see this. This is what I did today. The people won't be able to see this. No, they can't see it. But it's a pic- I can tell you, it's a picture of a Squirtle jigsaw. Show me what you can do. You can put it on screen right now. Yeah, send me the picture. Great. Um, I I do, do, you, do you want people to see you? You're talking about a jigsaw with so few pieces. How dare you? <laughs> there was three jigsaws in there, my friend. It wasn't just one. Yeah, but it's not about it's. it's Don't it's, upset me. What's that? All the jigsaw pieces were in the box in the same bag. Yeah, but the backs of them gave the clue as to which one it was for. It was different designs. Ah, like someone had stripes, one had little dots, and one was blank to mm. let you know which one. That made me sad because if it wasn't that way, then it would have been essentially. It would have been, you know, there, there's three. There's like a little pre jigsaw mm. where first of all you got to sort them all out, and then you yeah. can start the jigsaw. That's what I did, mm. but I made a mistake, and one of the Bulbasaur pieces was in with the Venus with the with the, with the no sorry yeah one of the Squirtle pieces was in with the Bulbasaur pieces. Uh huh. And because the, the green and the blue kind of blended, yeah, I couldn't quite find it. So I was missing one piece for a long time. Had it <laughs> maybe not a long time? Don't what me. happened in the end? I found it. <laughs> there you go. We'll be back after. The break. <laughs> but no, I like if anyone has any squirrels, and I, I'm not looking for high end. You know, I'm not. Come mm-hmm. on, any squirrels that you have on the go, send them my way. At a show, you don't need to ship anything to me. Right now, you know, next time you go to a show, yeah, you're gonna be inundated with squirrels. With squirrels, that's. That'd be unreal. I genuinely like. You're happy enough with that. It'd be class. I'm just making like sure you realize little squirrels. the repercussions of. But two is like. There's some people trying to sell me a squirrel. Yeah, well, that's what's gonna happen. I'll trade into a squirrel, but I don't know the prices or nothing. So yeah. I don't want to. Do you know what I mean? I don't like. I'd rather like we're doing a deal and we're just about to close, and I say, "But do you have a squirrel?" You're, you're kind of saying like, give donate your squirrel. Yeah. Because I'll appreciate it. You know the ones that you just have in a big pile, not even in a top loader. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I know what to do with it. That's my little squirrel. Okay. And if you have one of the squirrel gang, don't even get me started. That, it's a newfound little What's TCG the, PC. While I just checked that we're actually recording, what is the squirrel gang? For any listeners that don't know. Imagine there I was about a, to say. Imagine there's a listener like Imagine me. there's a listener like you. Yeah. I hope not. I certainly hope not. Squirrel gang is is a very famous from from the from the show, Jason. Pokemon wasn't wasn't just a game, wasn't just a trading card game, it was a TV show. I know, I saw the show. I'm telling the people. Oh, sorry. Oh my god. Oh, I forgot yeah. what was happening while I was away. Hey, are we recording? We're recording. We've been recording the whole time. Well, the squirrel, like, eventually, the main the main squirrel finds his other squirrels that have sunglasses on. He puts sunglasses on, becomes a squirrel gang. It's very... That's kind of fun. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, and who, who... who? I wonder if there's a card. I'm, I'm checking right now. Someone has a... There's a tattoo of the squirrel gang squirrel. Which of the main guys from the show has a squirrel? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, there is a squirrel gang squirrel. No, Don't say, oh my god, which who has the squirrel? It's Ash. Ash, catch him. Does Ash not have a Poke, uh, p- uh, uh, Pikachu? He has all three. He has the three starters and, and Pikachu. But like, but Pikachu's his friend more than just a Pokemon. What does that have to do with anything? doesn't mean he doesn't have a squirrel. I'm saying, does anyone have like a squirrel who's like their, like... I can't of, tell if these Squirtle Gang Pokemon cards are fake or not. Here's another question about Pokemon. I should I just check eBay. So on that looks real. Sorry, Ash, right? Mm. Pikachu is like he doesn't keep him in the Pokeball. They're all pocket monsters, Jason. No, just hang on. This is a genuine 
real question. That makes sense. Pikachu hangs out on Ash's shoulder and stuff, like mm-hmm. a parrot, right? We're talking about an electric mouse here. Continue. Yeah. And so Ash kind of has this like very deve- highly developed relationship with Pikachu. Mm. And what I'm trying to remember or ask you is... Remember, he's trying to pretend he has culture. Other people yes. walk around yes. with that. So I'm asking, who's who's this squirrel? That's what? the question. Who... Who walks around with a squirrel? Whose squirrel is like how Ash is with Pikachu? Who has like a Pikachu that's like a squirrel? Don't have an answer for that. It's not one of the main guys. No. I almost said Misty, but that's she has Star You or something. Okay. Okay. Grow up, Jason. Jason, if you have any diglets, send them Jason's way. Don't. Oh my god. Don't. <laughs> if you have any diglets, bury them underground. That's what diglet is. That's where I maybe that's why I was thinking about Diglett when you asked me. I was thinking I'd like to be I'd like to be able to borrow like, under the ground. You wish a hole. Yeah, it would open up and swallow me. I'd like to have Diglett. That needs to be a big thing. hole. It would. It'd be more like a ditch. Very depth ditch. Yeah. You have to put cones all around it because it could a car could fall in. Oh my god. Um Okay. Great. Do you ever think about starting a Pokemon podcast? No. You never thought about it? Remember the way we started this podcast? I was teaching you about sports cards. Yeah, I could set up a podcast where me and Faye teach you about Pokemon. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't do that. But there was a huge Pokemon influencer gang at the show. I don't know them very well. I don't know any of the Pokemon influencers, yeah. but they walked around like a gang. Yeah, like a Squirtle gang. I'd love to know the internal politics of the Pokemon. But you see, hang on, sorry, sorry, community. Sorry, sorry, going back to the comp- that's not the comparison type you're going to make. Because you actually don't know Pokemon cards that well. No. So in that situation, you're me. No, I'm teaching you about Pokemon. No, 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 no. Not cards. But Pokemon, period. Okay, but that's not what I'm... Like, you don't even know how often you can get a shiny Pokemon. And you didn't download Pokemon Go, which shows that you have no inner child. I No, I didn't download Pokemon Go. Oh, my God. Excuse me. When it came out. Yeah, when it came out, what? People were getting abducted for that game. Who? Children. I never heard of it. I read the newspaper. <laughs> I do the crossword. What age are you? Old. Old. You're not that old. Um, all right. Anyway. Crossword. We, <laughs> we had two tables at London. Oh right? And it was one table of wax and it was another table of cards. And Enzo, mm. I'd like to hear your thoughts on... Also, on the Saturday, we had a corner. Corner, like a little section. One going this way, one going that way, perpendicular. You can say perpendicular yeah. tables. Sunday, flat. Boom. Boom. Parallel. Par- we're, no, not parallel. I guess we're here. In linear. And we're there. Yeah, a chain. A chain. So I'd like to know your thoughts. One versus two, corner versus flat. I prefer the flat. I don't know. To be honest, I prefer the flat only because I felt, because we had all wax on one and all cards on the other, and there was three of us kind of bopping about, mm. I felt like some people didn't know that we were both tables. At the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a lot harder to look at two tables when you have to look. You have to, you have to do much more of a maneuver at yeah. a card show to look at both. Because that's like two, two totally different areas kind of a thing. Yeah. Like you're in a little channel here and then you're out, you know. Um, And I've just we weren't all wearing like matching t-shirts or anything like yeah. that. We don't have soccer cards. You don't have merch yet. Um, so I felt there were some people trying to do deals for cards or deals for wax. And they didn't realize that the wax or the cards on the other table were in play as well. Mm. And I feel like we felt that on the Sunday. Because on the Sunday it was a straight line. Much more obvious. 
and a lot, a lot more. And I had Inceptions. I purposely put like Inceptions yeah. at the edge of the one table and carrying on to the next table. Just And then we had Wax just to kind of show that kind of this is all the To same show thing. the borderless nature of what was happening. It's like a subconscious thing though. Yeah. I think I, I was standing there. You're and subliminally I, I, advertising. I was saying to people at our table, I was like, I don't think this person is aware. Like they, they, someone's looking at our stuff. I, was like, I don't think he knows this is also our table. That was like a... Yeah, I was just switched on, and that was just like an observation I made. And then day two, thankfully, we were in a line, and I felt like it was just a better setup. So I don't know if we can request that in future if we do two tables, but if we can, I'll definitely. From now on, if ask. we're getting two tables at any show, I'll say, "Hey, I want them in line." Yeah, don't want a corner. Don't want a corner. Um, it was nice. The corner was nice because then we had the roller banner behind us, so it did feel like this whole section. Yeah. It's just that we also had, I think, the three of us had more space to work in the flat line. True. You, you didn't, we did. You know, because at the corner, you're kind of... Yeah. We're, we're flat, flatline boys now. Yeah. Um, but it was nice. It was nice. It was nice to get an experience of both of them. Yeah. Because these are the kind of things... Like, when people say, do you have any advice for card shows going to be a vendor for the first time? I can now say, say people, if you're getting more than one table, try ask if they can be in line. Yeah. But someone has to get a corner. True. Um, although I suppose you could just put two individual tables at the corners. Yeah. There you um, go. That could be something you do if you if we organize a card show, Jason. That's a bit of organizational knowledge we just picked up. Yeah, great. And now the listeners have it as well. So if they're hosting a card show, we share all of our knowledge with the people because we're trying to further the hobby in Europe. Everybody. Speaking of sharing knowledge with people, oh my god! Uh, on Saturday, we uh, in, inaugurated the top main stage at the London Card Show by hosting the first ever live event. Oh, the, the round of applause there. I'm doing this because I don't think you're going to edit it in. Maybe you will. I'm doing it now. Wow. Oh, there we go. Um, we got on. We got up there on the stage. The main stage. And we hosted a QA. and a Yep. And we had uh, ourselves. We had uh, Nick, who's art design department of Tops UK. Yeah, Nicky. We had uh, Dylan, who had flown over from the US, from Tops yep. US. Had a lot of nuggets for us, that man. From the brand team, I believe. Hmm. And then we had Jonathan from the sales team in uh, the Tops UK. Yeah, he was he was great. Um, Marshy, I believe they call him. <laughs> Is that a bit of a nickname? Yeah, I think so. Um, so we had our questions people had sent in on our social media. Oh, yes. And we asked, and we picked up a few little nuggets. First of all, it was very uh, interesting to hear other people talking. I'm so used to just us talking. That was, I thought we did a good job. Yeah. So also, um, we had a lot to get through, and so sure. there was no time for uh, you know banter or anything. No, 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 no. And it was also in in the background. We also had our table was being managed by Faye, and actually a friend of ours would just yeah. arrived at the show. And we kind of just threw him behind the table, Jamie. And it was like, it was great to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. There was part of me that was like, our table, we're currently working. Yeah, we have stuff going on, but it was it, it went, thankfully to Faye and to Jamie, they held down our table very well. We felt comfortable confident that, that was we managed it basically yeah it was good it's great um a few little nuggets that we got uh there was a couple of nuggets and then a couple of other like uh teasers teasers um one was that we have a high-end set that hasn't been in soccer before coming to soccer Ooh. so people can draw their own conclusions you sound like dylan so what that might be <laughs> i'm basically dylan said something like people can draw their own conclusions what that might be um, I know Enzo, you and I certainly have theories. Yes. We have the conspiracy theory, you know, the red string. Oh, and I feel like I cracked the code. What I like to do is take a list of the 
high-end tops products from other sports mm. cross-reference that with the list of high-end products that have been so far in soccer yeah there's not a lot left put, put them over put them over see what's you know see what's happening yeah that's good take a wild guess um, and then we also heard that uh they did they're talking about the legends like increasing the, the amount of legend signees and all that which has helped helped the products a lot for sure and Dylan told us teased that uh, they had signed got an agreement in place for autographs from a French footballing legend now there's a lot of football heritage in France yes so that could be anyone yeah draw your own conclusions draw your own conclusions um, and he also told us that they were working on getting new licenses all the time but they just signed an agreement with the J League the J League in Japan very fun that's very exciting you were buzzing for that Jason because I think you said Matoma Matomo Matoma yeah for Brighton Matoma and you also told me some other players Kyogo from Celtic Kyogo so like we're saying in a world where Top already had those licenses we would have had high end rookies for those I think so earlier think. Than, we, than we do yeah pretty um, cool I think Iniesta had a lot of patches going and stuff like that yeah, um, and there seems to always be kind of a few legends that go to that league anyway. That's right. The likes so of Lucas Podolski was there. Oof. Might still be there. I'm not sure. Oh, he's in Poland now. Anyway, um, so that's very exciting. They also showed us this thing, Superstars, Top Superstars, which is like kind of like a halfway house between uh, Match Attacks and Hobby Products. I was told it's replacing Match Attacks Chrome this year. Okay, so that's kind of that area has been replaced with like a new brand but I, I was told it's the same stock and style kind of a match tax chrome right so i asked that and um that's good because the match tax chrome stock was actually brilliant i'm looking here they've done wwe superstars before okay interesting and they had autographs and i never held any of those cards so if, if you have that's what we're getting yeah so um that's interesting that's from since 2021 november 2021 yeah, and i think it's like retail i don't know if there's hobby a lot of the questions that were asked actually were about accessibility of product mm-hmm. and the answers that came down. That's so interesting though, isn't it? Like there's an accessibility of products being asked, Jason, but then we're also seeing people always complaining that there's too many products. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Well, I think the people who can get the products at the moment don't want any more mm. of it. And it's like, instead of like, say, for instance... um. So that was the sorry that was the Q and A. We're going to move. For, I just want to make it clear. We're moving now from the Q and A to like some editorializing. Was there anything else said at the Q and A? No, no, I don't think so. But like, just in terms of like the products, the thing is like, if I collect Tops Chrome, I don't necessarily want you to print more Tops Chrome. Mm. If you want to print something lower down the chain, like Tops Majestax Chrome or something, that's fine. But don't come up to my area. Area. So, um, but then we've we've observed before that stuff like having like light and having flagship and they sit right, you know. So maybe you don't need say it's one to ten. You don't need like a level every level having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it could be certainly not right now. Not right now. <laughs> not right now, tops, please. Um, but that was a very fun uh, Q and A, and I have to say the most comfortable chairs. Chairs, oh, armchairs on stage. An amazing. Uh, it was great. Set of chairs. I do. Actually, one thing I want to talk about that at the sorry if I can, Jason, at the national there was a stage, mm-hmm. and it was very hard to get people sitting in the seats and people engaging with what's going on. Yeah, like, that was the Mike Burkus main stage. I remember <laughs> because, <laughs> but like that was the same thing at this show. Like, it, it, if you're at a show, your pure pure focus is to look at every table, do deals, yeah, chat to people, have fun. It's very difficult. I feel 
because I'm trying to think if you're hosting a show and you want to have panels and you want to have interesting things going on, mm-hmm. which you do. Yeah. How do you do that successfully when the majority of people are not there to sit and listen to something or engage with something other mm. than I have a few hours here. I'm here for the day. Maybe I have a few hours. I want to get the cards I want to find. I want to do a deal, this, that, and the other. Because it was the same. It's not a case of the London Card Show wasn't big enough. It happened at the National as well. We've seen it. It's like We had a lot of time to burn at the National. We still didn't pay attention to the stage. Yeah. Um, the only thing I could think of, I don't know if you have, like, the only thing I could think of is having panel discussion, organized panel discussion, discussions on, and I'm sure this would be a nightmare to organize, on in between the show and the uh, trade night. Okay. If there was like kind of an auditorium or, you know, another place you could do that. Yeah. And um, probably have food or refreshments because at the end of the day, everyone wants to eat. Yeah. That's where everyone pretty much ran to eat and then came back to the trade night. If there could be food on the go, some refreshments and then a panel happening, I think there'd be more engagement with it, more focus with it. Yeah, it's tough because um, like we see a lot of people go to the stage when there's giveaways and that happened this mm. this time as well. There's people, there's giveaways going on and raffles and anytime that's happening, you naturally get people coming over. But in terms of the that kind of panel thing, the education, the discussion, it's kind of like when you go, like since the pandemic, when you go to the cinema, they always show you an ad, a long, long ad for going to the cinema. Hmm. It's always like, you know, the magic of the movies. It's like, I already bought a ticket. I'm here. I'm here. You need to be advertising this to people that aren't here. Hmm. And so the thing about car- about having card panel discussions at card shows is that the people that are there are already bought in. So it has to be an extra layer of, it has to be like specific stuff. Like the top Q&A, the questions we asked were all about, were, were stuff you'd have to, you had to know at least what was going on. But that's why it was good to do it there. Yeah. But for me, I'm, it's just the attention. How do you? Like I felt, I, I barely got a chance to walk around the show. Yeah. Now, obviously I was a vendor, so a little You're bit a different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But having said, like there was still two of you as I could have went and walked around. I didn't really have time. So a lot of people are definitely the same, even as a non-vendor. Mm. People don't really, it's not, it's not that they're not interested in it. I'm sure if we put everything that was said in the Q&A into a manuscript, people would be really interested in reading it. Completely, yeah. But the thing is... If we released that Q&A as a podcast, they'd people would listen to the whole thing. They would love it. Yeah. And they would, people would be really talking about what superstars, what's the high-end set, what's this, what's that. That was interesting. Completely. You know, all this. Yeah. But it's hard to do that when, when you're at a show, same happened to the National. All you want to do is yeah. look at tables, chat to people, network with people, have fun, find the card you're looking for, make some deals. Because let's say you go to a card show any time from, like, if it's us, it could be once a month. Yeah. For some people, it could be once a year. Like, let's say you go every three months. The other 89 days of those 90 days, you can listen to podcasts about cards, read articles about cards, you know, look at blogs, look at YouTube videos. Like, you you do all of that when you're not at the card show, ultimately leading up to the few hours you get to spend actually doing it. Yeah. For me, it would be, you have to shut down... You have to close the tables. Everyone has to pack up. Then you can do that. that the I, only, I the only way, agree with that. The only way to do that is that they can have food, drinks, da da da, and have it be like an event. Oh, by the way, show finishes at six, but at seven, there's a one hour discussion, and then trade night starts at eight. Yeah. Given he has free game, people. A lot of people hosting card shows. I mean, what they do at like Comic Con mm. is the floor is open, so you're walking the floor at Comic Con, and you're walking the floor and then there's like panels going on in auditoriums 
away from yeah. you know that was similar to to vcon yeah there's like panel it discussions great. it's great but it's like at a card show you're there for that specific event of the card show and also for like comic-con for instance if you're like an indiana jones fan and harrison ford is he wouldn't do one but like if harrison ford was on a panel you're there you go to that panel because that's one of the reasons you've gone to you oh, know 100 and there's still all of the fans of all of the other stuff on the floor yeah but the problem with that is like we don't have like you know, if you and I do it like a live podcast during a card show, and it's like, oh yeah, in Hall A right now, there's a live podcast. People be like, well, I like Jason Enzo, but I'm at the card show. I'm at the card show. I can't. Yeah, that's how I ended up seeing the Josh Luber thing at VCon because I I had the list of the, the yeah, yeah, the yeah. Thing, and I was like, okay, that's you know, I'm do sports cards a lot. Yeah, I'll go listen to Josh Luber because and da, da, da. VCon is a conference. Yeah, it's purposely set up. It's the difference between a conference and a trade a, show. A trade show, yeah. And like a marketplace, you know, kind of. But like thing. for me, it's like such a good opportunity because I think you're if you did it after the the show, show finished because the show finished at four, wasn't it? Yeah. Show finished at four. Trade night was at uh, six. Six. Gives you like an hour to clean it all up, do whatever you need to do. Everyone pack up, leave, and then have something set for people to do. I think it's. I don't know something. It's something. It's it's just interesting because it, this is like not really traditionally the way the hobby works is that it's just a hobby like you don't the idea mm. that you need other people like the pe- idea that you need us us like what i'm saying is like i'm sure there's fishing podcasts yeah there are but i'm sure like for for a while it takes you have to be it takes a while for that like cultural aspect to develop okay but i'm not talking about us i'm just talking about like tops doing a q a yeah ignoring us jason is a very yeah. interesting thing for people in general but then why didn't we have bums on seeds? Because of what I'm saying. Like, everyone was at the show. Right. Everyone was just paying attention to the table. Yeah. It's nothing to do with us. No, no, I'm not saying it's to do with us. I'm saying, it's not, I'm using us as an example. I know, but I'm just saying, like, if Tops, Panini, whoever wanted to do a panel at a show, it's like, it's, a, it's like trying to have a concert when everyone is in Ibiza or something. Well, I think it's just fundamentally the fact example. that... Like, it's just something else is happening. You're trying to you're trying to have a Q&A panel, but everyone is here for this whole other thing that they're paying. Yeah. Their attention is... You're trying to get their attention, but their attention is elsewhere, Jesus. Yeah. So, do you think, for instance... If that was a recorded sit-down panel interview and released on Twitter or YouTube, yeah, pe- more people would see it and engage with it. Yeah, because... And that's w- not to say don't do it at a show. It's just to do it at a show, as we've seen at the National, which is a much bigger show, is at a show people are not sitting and listening to people talking yeah in that way yeah you know yeah. there's something there though because doing that is positive i i enjoyed doing it i thought what well, like i was looking out at the audience um, and thank you to anyone who came in and listened um for the other people in the room i was listening to what the lads were saying and i'm just like i know i can name 15 people who are in this room right now that would be interested in the answer to this oh, question absolutely. and they're not here because they have different priorities today today yeah. today is the only day they're busy yeah they're busy <laughs> they don't have, like you know 100 percent. so it's like we're, but that's it, the same as the national yeah completely because at the national like there's a way to do it it's just not being done right yeah or yeah i don't know what i think or maybe you just need to do a different event i don't know what's going on i i think it's right to want to do it yeah it was the content of it was excellent. 100%. The seats like, were amazing. The seats were fantastic. Like, everything was good about it. 
Except that, like, you couldn't blame people for not coming. 100%. Yeah. Um, People were not stopping what they were doing to sit down and listen to people. Yeah. Now, maybe... I don't know. There you go. I see. We've seen that at the National. That's all yeah. I can say. Yeah. There's a way to integrate a main stage without... Because, especially at the, at the National, if anything, it's more dramatic. Because it's like, I flew here. If you're in Chicago... There's like 10,000 people or whatever, how many people go to the National? 50,000 people, whatever it is. Most of them aren't from Chicago. Mm-hmm. So they either drove or flew. Atlantic City, by the way. Atlanta, yeah, if it's Atlantic City, even worse. Yeah. It's like, I came to Atlantic City specifically to walk around these tables. I cannot spend any time doing <laughs> this. A- anything except that. I came all this way. Yep, that's it. So, interesting stuff. Um, thank you to Tops for organising that thank you yeah thank and you London Card Show and the London Card Show and uh, get also, into the deals maybe oh. we have to remember that uh, there was a couple of other um, content creators on stage doing other stuff mm. they had a lot of te- people attending a lot a lot <laughs> so you know it's us is it <laughs> maybe Soccer Card Show I didn't have the ball the Tops were open oh my god um, let's get into the deals Let's get into the deals. Let's start at F1, and um, because we picked up a one of one Esteban Ocon oh my God. from Topps Dynasty, a triple patch autograph triple in a patch. BGS nine, and we traded for it uh, with a dynasty uh, unopened box, sealed box. Twenty twenty one Dynasty. Twenty twenty one Dynasty. Now this, and, and we must tie in. We also made. We didn't love the deal. Mm-hmm. We had five boxes of Dynasty, so we were kind of happy to diversify out of one, quote unquote. And we decided that we would do the deal on the condition that the individual giving us the Ocon, that we didn't really, you know, it's not as liquid as a box of Dynasty, Jason. Mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say. On the condition that he spent £160 on our table on wax because we didn't really want to carry all our wax back home. Okay. So that's just a little proviso for the people. Because yeah, people might say you traded an Ocon for a Dynasty box. You guys are idiots. Yeah. But we, you know, we did that and we were stupid enough but we also got some liquidity in the door so just for the purposes because we're going to talk about a lot of deals here yeah i would like to just put a blanket uh i don't want to have to you know uh over overly justify we're not trying to prove anything to anybody here so assume that for all the all of these deals you know if you're sitting there thinking oh but there's surely you know we're happy with all of these deals oh 100 percent so, don't 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 write in worrying about us. No, we we know what we're doing. Yeah, we're that, professionals at this stage. Yes, so it's just, just don't worry. No, nobody worry. Anyway, <laughs> nobody worry. Nobody. I'm just worried about people worrying. There's one big deal that we got. Like that, that one has to be it. That one we're going to get into. Okay. Um, because that was that caused quite a stir. <laughs> um. So the yeah the the Espan Ocon and it's a one on one of and I from what year Dynasty is it twenty twenty one yeah. So, which only has 18 drivers. Yeah. Um, so, you've got a good chance of, of of that. And the thing about it is, right? So, the whole thing about F1 is that there's only 20 drivers in a year. Right? So, these are like the top 20 drivers in the world. Period. Yeah. So, and this is a one of one. Hmm. Triple patch auto. Number two. On card auto. It's one of one. Oh, sorry. One of one. Yeah. Number two. One. It's a, yeah, it's a, of five, one of one. No, it's a one of one. On card auto. Triple eBay patch. one of one. Right? So, it's very strange that this is not worth at least the price of the box. If it, like... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 
if we opened that box and got this card in it, we wouldn't have been devastated. Wouldn't have been grief. Wouldn't have been devastated. In fact, I mean, we, because how many possible cards could you get that aren't this? Aren't this that are better? You know, like it's very happens. Yeah. So, um, the box we traded as well ultimately got opened, and it was literally the worst card in the whole set. Yeah, it was an Alpine principle that wasn't even there for a full year. It was yeah. literally worth about fifty pound in the end. No good. Very bad. Um. So we did, we did, we did, we did well on that, and it's always nice to have a one on one. Of course, the thing is that Esteban Ocon could race for another three years and or race for another ten years and never. But like, is he is he French? Where is he from? He's French, isn't it? Ocon and uh, Gasly next year yeah. at Alpine, French team, two French drivers. Yeah. So like, to be honest, you rock up to the Paris Card Show. Yeah, but you're just trying to find one person that's interested in that. Yeah. You know? Or not, and the best thing about it being a one on one, it might just be a person that's interested in one on ones. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is so true. I think we'll be we'll do okay on it. I just think it'll be less liquid than a dynasty box, but I think ultimately it'll end well. Yeah. Um. Right. Do you want to get? Do you want to do the big one next, or do you want to maybe last? Maybe last. Okay. Right. Uh, the next one we did was people may remember from the Munich show. We got a Maradona first Panini sticker, nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, nineteen seventy nine Panini Calciatori. And would you believe it? At that at that show, there were two stickers available. Yeah. Um, from the same seller, we took one. At this show, we took the other. Yeah, he had wanted a Haaland foosball, which and he gave me his number to ship it to him, and I actually just forgot. And pre-show, I was going to bring some foosballs, but I remember thinking to myself, I didn't meet this guy in London. I met him in Germany. He's probably not going to be in London, um, because he's from Italy. Mm-hmm. And I bumped into him at the show, and I was like, ah, I forgot the thing. Yeah, but as it turned out, we had did a deal with an English person who was supposed to give us a PSA nine Haaland foosball. Yeah. So at the end of the Saturday, he came up to us and said, I actually have these cards, give them to us. And I said, I have a foosball for the trade night. I'm going to find this guy. We're going to do the deal. Mm-hmm. Do a deal of some sort. So eventually I found him, looked at all the cards he had, and the Maradona was on the table at his trade night. Yeah. Because I didn't see it on the Saturday. He had a few cards. That right. Maradona wasn't there. I thought he might, might have sold it. So I went up to him. I said, I, put, I just put the Haaland foosball on the table. He had a big smile on his face. And he goes, right, let's do something. Let's do something. And I said, yeah. I want the Maradona. Um, and we basically, you know, we're he, he, he and on Han, I would say, Jason. Yeah. Trying to find a, a price, evaluation. I think he, he wanted the Haaland foosball and 300 euro cash, which brought it to about 550 maybe um, for this Maradona. Okay. Um, I didn't quite want to give away that much cash. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to try bring him down. He said, if I had any Pedri rookies, we could bring it down. And we did. I went back to Jason and said, do we have any Pedri rookies in the 40 to 50 pound range? We had a, a museum of 150 patch rookie. Yeah, which we'd had for ages. Which we had for so long. And I said, oh, this is actually going to be brilliant. Brought it back to the guy. He said, great. And I think we did the deal at 250 euro plus Pedri plus Haaland Football PSA 9 for this Maradona Panini Calciatore, which I have valued at about 600 plus. Okay. So I think it was it was a really good deal and I was happy to get it. Um probably gonna grade both of them. Yeah. Um but yeah, I was happy to just for me that was like one where it's like I got to give him the one thing he was looking for, which was a Hallam football, which mm-hmm. was like a big chase for him. Um I got to get a Maradona, which we're very confident long term is a very good card to have. We love it. There's now two, one each, you could say. Yeah. And yeah, the Pedri that he was looking for was kind of just lucky that we had the Pedri rookie that we hadn't managed to sell to anyone because it was kind of an awkward yeah. People, people don't people disrespect museum too much. It's not very popular, but it's one of like the best releases I think every year. Yeah, it's very very popular to open. 
it's not very popular on the singles market. Very interesting. I don't know why, but it, it's, a, it's a weird box. Someone actually emailed us recently, Jason, or DM'd us about Haaland's rookie year, uh, the Bundesliga uh, museum boxes being really cheap in comparison to Haaland rookies in, in that That's same right. box. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, what's going on here? Are people sleeping? And I was like, no, museum is just weirdly underrated. Uh, so I love that deal. Um, then the next one we did was a, uh, we had a Mane Colour Blast, which we picked up also in Munich. Yeah. So we had the Mane Colour Blast. Now Mane has three years, 2019, 2020 and 2021 of Liverpool Colour Blast. Yeah, they really went hard on Mane. This is the 2020 one, is it? Yeah. We so. had it in the PSA 10 and um, we traded a Jack Grealish PSA 10 Colour Blast. Yes. From the same Same year, year. PSA 10. And we were all, we were just... In a villa kit. In a, in a villa kit. We were looking at it and we were like, so the person we traded with was like, these are basically the same. And yeah. we were like, no, not quite. they're not quite. That's Sadio Mane. That's Jack Grealish. Yeah, a bit different. But it's, it was awkward because Sadio Mane doesn't play for Liverpool anymore. Grealish doesn't play for Villa. Yeah. It was kind of awkward. Now, I would rate, we, we obviously did, we valued the Mane more than the, the Grealish. So then we were saying, we like well, him more as a player. Maybe throw in some cash, you know, convince us. And then out comes a stadium club chrome, Stephen Gerrard. Autograph. Autograph. Um, and his image is really cool. He's doing wide, kind of wingspan yeah, yeah. Um, thing. And so we made that deal. Yeah, made that deal. And the Gerrard, ultimately, we sold that at the show. Yeah. A bit of liquid cash in the door. Yeah. Um, don't really know what we're going to do with the Grealish, but we kind of had the money in a similar way. So, Yeah. The money wasn't, wasn't uh, you know... Super liquid. Super liquid, so... We're happy enough to... And a PSA 10 Colour Blast... Is a thing. And it looks great, if nothing else. Yeah. So we traded it from a lovely display piece into a lovely display piece. Yeah, that and we got a bit of cash. Display piece. Display piece. That's hard to say. I'm talking about display pieces. Someone came up to our table, Jason. Yeah. With two 2015 Panini Flawless. Actually, a few more than two. Oh, yeah. It was like six or seven. Yeah, we messed up there. We could have got them all. They weren't... The players weren't... Trevino and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they had a stack of flawless cards, and they weren't a big soccer soccer person. Mostly a basketball collector who had. Uh, he, he told me afterwards that he had at one time thought about getting into soccer, but he'd been collecting basketball for thirty years, and he was like, "All right, if I get into soccer, it could be cool, but I'm basically going to be starting from scratch, mm. and I can't do that at this point in my collecting journey." <laughs> so we had these twenty fifteen flawless cards, which are amazing, unbelievable. Yeah, and the two that we picked out of his little set was a Yaya Torre yeah. on card autograph mm-hmm. in an Ivory Coast kit. Yeah, to twenty five, I believe. Incredible, and a Robin Van Persie on card autograph that was definitely to twenty five, I believe. Um, in in his Dutch kit, two on card autographs, two beautiful, beautiful, amazing beautiful, cards, beautiful cards, yeah. very, you know, legacy old mm-hmm. initial ground zero kind of a card. Got the two of them for two hundred and sixty pound. Yeah, which was great. We thought, and we, we really liked them. We didn't want to sell them. We put them on the table eventually. Initially, we didn't. Then we put them on the table, and they both went to to eager collectors. I would say yeah. it did not take long. But those are the kind of cards that don't take long. Yeah, because um, if you walk up to the table. You see a lot of stuff from between 2019 and 2022. Yeah. That has a lot of product. Yeah. And then there's a lot of vintage, vintage that is like too far back. That's like, yeah. you know. But when you big. see 2015 stuff, you go, wow. Yeah. Whoa. And it's all white design with the player. It's amazing. And on card autograph, which you don't see a lot in soccer. Yeah. Um, Beautiful, beautiful stuff. We ended up selling the, the Yaya Tour, I think, for £100 mm-hmm. and the Robin Rubbers for £200. I think that's right. There was yeah. multiple deals going on, but we got we, we spent two sixty. We got to look at them; they were beautiful. We we sold for three hundred, only forty pound profit. Beautiful cards at the door. A couple of hours, but it was 
and it, it was more so like we, we did really well the people that we sold them to were, were so happy and yeah. had such a positive rapport with soccer cards and I'd say that's where the real value there was Yeah, and I think get to hold them in their hands take some photos and now we know should we come near another flawless like, that's for PC like if we find yeah, another yeah. flawless yeah, good to get in the door I'd love to open a box of that if they're even around Jason um, but that's the kind of thing that's the that's the great thing about card shows is like this this guy that was collecting basketball like flawless isn't something you see a lot of. no but this guy's collecting basketball so he knows the brands he knows yeah. Panini's brands so he goes oh flawless I love flawless and they, they've done that for soccer I'll get a few of them because I know they're popular in basketball and that'll cross over so he has that like crossover knowledge yeah where soccer collectors might necessarily think of 2015 flawless if it's not on their radar no. because who among us has opened flawless like you know um so that was great who has seen the ayatori autograph like yeah and so that's the kind of thing you can only get at card shows my favorite thing about at a card show is that you're sitting there like you start the day and then throughout the day you you, you end up getting cards yeah like our table became much nicer by cards we got on the mm-hmm. day yeah and that was i think that might be the only time we've ever just bought a card out right normally we trade this guy came up, he wasn't a soccer guy, so there wasn't really anything to trade. No, he didn't want anything. And we looked at his cards and said, because normally, you know, you're at the show, you're making money, you don't really want to hand it back out. Like, yeah. You're trying to you're trying to make sales and you're trying to trade and blah, blah, blah. But we seen these cards and we were just like, let's do it. Yeah. Happy, straight cash, happy straight cash. Straight cash, yeah. And like, had we not even sold that at the show, we would have been happy out. Yeah. Um, so that was that was exciting. Then we had this uh, Bukayo Saka Euro Mosaic on. A Euro 2020 Mosaic uh, had an interesting life. Um, because it was the second Euro 2020 set, but mm. it had Bukayo Saka autos, and he's having a real moment oh, yes. uh, this season, and was brilliant since that Euros. Um, and that autograph is quite valuable now. So we valued ours at 200 pounds, I believe. Yeah. Now we were told that there was a PSA 10 floating around at the show that was like uh, 250, I think. Mm. And. I actually went over to the person that was and I was like, I think you're selling a PSA 10 for 250. What are you doing? What are you doing? You, you, you're, below, you're below comps. <laughs> you're giving out a really good deal here. What are you doing? <laughs> you're making me look bad. Um, but we ended up doing a part trade, part cash deal. We got a Gavi glimpses of gold from Stadium Club Chrome. Mm. Gavi glimpses of gold, rookie. Orange. Uh, of 25. Yeah. Um, which was absolutely lovely. I believe it's copper. In a stadium oh, club, sorry, uh, it might not be though. So orange, let's just say orange. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was nice. So I was I was happy with the with the Gavi. Oh yeah, because I was like, that's a Gavi of twenty five rookie, and we were kind of thinking Gavi's not super hot in the UK, but very popular with American collectors. H- huge rookie, huge rookie carrying the the twenty twenty one twenty two rookie class on his back, carrying Barcelona. Sometimes. Um, yeah. So we were happy to do that. Um. But then we ended up trading that Gavi. We got, we got cash as well with that deal. We got cash as well with that deal. Um, Substantial, I would say. I think it was half. I think it was half. half, half yeah, yeah. hundred pound. And the Gavi. Yeah. So then we had the Gavi. Yes. And then we ended up trading the Gavi for a Rashford impeccable, impeccable auto. Yeah. It was I think it was illustrious ink? Illustrious ink, impeccable autograph to yeah. ninety nine beautiful which was absolutely fantastic obviously marcus rashford is also having a moment on fire it's been on fire scored that day you know yeah um and there was a couple there was a uh, i think there was an illustrious ink to 99 and then the same kind that had an indelible ink to 49 and it was it was nicer it was nicer but we were trying to work out a deal and it was either going to be like 
the Gavi, he wanted the Gavi. Yeah. It was either a straight swap for the nicer Impeccable. No, I think we would have had to add cash on that. No, no, no. No, we didn't? Straight swap. Okay. You're like, oh no, <laughs> his face. It was a straight swap or it was the of 99 and 20 quid cash. Right, okay. And we went with that. Because in my head, I was thinking if we're going to sell this at the show, the value of the 49.99 to a collector that walks by, it's going to be the same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I'm asking for 200, say, for the 99, I can't really ask for 250 for the 49. Like I think what person to come and will go it's, to Marcus Ashford, nice autograph. And it's, it's not going to be clear. Yeah. Yeah, there was too much. I was like, let's just get twenty quid on this one because I reckon the liquidity is the same on both of the Rashwards. Yeah, so we did that, and so that was from yeah, we went from the Saka from the Saka. Then we what happened to the Rashford in the end? Rashford got bought for our price was one fifty on the Rashford actually, right? And it got bought then one fifty was our low, but he said one thirty and we took it. Okay, so one thirty plus the twenty one fifty and we got a hundred, so we essentially sold our Saka for two fifty. If you bring it all the way back to the start. Which was the equivalent of the sack of PSA 10 on the other table. Which we could have went and bought. Could have went and bought and started and the we process. we got that sack of maybe for 80. Yeah. That's because that's A long kinda, time ago. Yeah. Because that's how we, the Soccer United boys, said he's not in World Cup prison with an autograph and he's an incredibly good player and he's going to win the league with Arsenal at some point. Yeah. Trust the process. Trust the process. Um, Come on. Hustle. People don't want to work. So, so that was exciting. Um, but it is, I, I like the... Uh, it's fun when you get a fresh card in the door that you that like you kind of you trade it you trade it yeah and it's like and you kind of it's like doing a trade challenge do you know yeah 100% there's one thing you have to walk around one thing that break, broke my heart at the show that we What's don't that? have to duck it here sometimes this is the thing people don't really talk about okay sometimes at a show someone will walk up to you with a card yeah and this has happened to us I would say on three occasions now Jason okay three different shows yeah someone will walk up to you and go I have this card and they'll produce a beautiful card, Jason. Yeah. They'll produce a card that just makes you go, whoa. A, a heart-stopping card. card. And you're trying to do a deal. You're trying to figure out. You're trying to, you know, da, da, and then they say, I'm going to come back. And you never see them again. Not because you were given a bad deal, but just. what? So, so sorry. They, they come up, they want to trade or sell that card. They want to trade or sell that card to you. You and think the card is amazing. Yeah. You want it. You're trying to figure out a way to do, do it. Do you make an offer? You make an offer. It's not quite there. Right. But they want to kind of shop it around before they decide what they're going to do. Yeah. They say they'll come back. They don't come back. Because the likelihood is they've someone just gave them such a deal. You're, they, you're they left to, to wonder what happened. Someone approached us, Jason. Yeah. With, a, with a, the case hit from Merlin Chrome this year, Renaissance, Haaland, yeah. red refractor of 10. Lovely. And it was clean. And it was just, it was something that was hard to price. Someone had, I think, a PSA 10 up for like eight grand. And he was like, this is crazy. <laughs> there was Ronaldo sales at 1,000. There was... There was a few red renaissance that went between 600 and 1,000. Yeah. So I said to him, 1,000 is about where I'd put it. I'd yeah. be, you know, maybe a bit higher, 1,200. It's Haaland. Yeah. And ultimately, he just never came back. And I was happy the guy would have, you know. Mm. The ones that got away. The ones that got away. It's like the Maradona. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. Maradona. And then the Joel Embiid. Yeah. Who's became a really good... Everyone was like, it was all right. And then he was apparently very good yeah. this year. But the reason we didn't get the Joel Embiid was because it was a national yeah exclusive. but we still tried to get it he just yeah but at, at a reduced price super low price yeah, but your man ultimately said he was going to come back to us oh and then he walked away sorry and he yeah, never yeah, came yeah, back because yeah, 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 yeah. we were still we had yeah. space to go on it yeah it's one of those but I'm happy enough but by the way that sorry just going back to the national thing that has been like sometimes you get a card the, the, one of the, the harder parts as like a dealer mm. is when someone thinks they have 
a really good card. And they do. It is a really good card. Yeah. But you can't give them what they want. Like, it's, but not even that. Like, it's just kind of, it's hard to break people's heart a little bit. Where you're like, I know this is like an amazing pull. Mm. Or like, it's great that you got this card or you sniped it cheap on eBay or whatever it is, right? And it could be like, sometimes it's like, it's it's a card from the National or it's a Panini Father's Day or they tend to be kind of cards that you have to explain. Or it's an unnumbered uh, tops parallel, mm. something like that. And they, and they come up and they say, this is a purple gold, uh, Lewis Hamilton, whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah. And you go, what's it, number two? They tell you what it's number two. You, do, you know, all the whole thing. And then they say, here's the price. And you have to kind of go, right, but you've just, been, we've been talking for 15 minutes and I'm only now getting it. Yeah. You know, and it's not the price, my friend. And you kind of have to say like, well, I'm going to buy this off you. Then I have to explain it. I have to explain it every time somebody looks at it. But also more than that, if people look at it and say it's a unnumbered to 10 mm. and it doesn't have the of 10 thing on it, uh, this is probably Obsidian as well. If it has, doesn't have the of 10 thing on it, people just walk by. They don't care. They don't care. So now, but it's hard to say to somebody, I know, but, and that's what happened with Joel Embiid. It's like, but there's so much going on here. There's too much to it. That the best I could do is give you this. And that happened at the show a couple of times to me where I was like, I realize all that. But I'm, and I'm saying I'll take it off. I'll take it off your hands right now for fifty quid, mm. and they're going, "Oh, it's really worth one twenty. Yeah, and it's not for me. I hate, I hate as well. People, some people come up to you with their cards and they're like way overpriced. Yeah, and you're kind of trying to explain to them like this is not. Yeah, or people tell you, "Oh, you, you grade this, you get a PSA ten, and then you're up." And it's like you grade it. You you have to do that. You know, I don't know about this. Yeah. I'm not going to inspect every single card's raw status and I'm not grading. You know, it's like some some cards were like, we wouldn't even grade it. We'd just put it on the table and sell it. Yeah. It's um, tough. It's one of those tough. things where it's like... But it's fun. I mean, that's part of it. Like sometimes you need to just say no to someone. Sometimes you need to just be like, can't do a deal. Yeah. Most of the time we do deals. I think we have a, represent, uh, a reputation now of deals. Yeah. People kind of said that a lot of the show. I came here because I know you'll do a deal. Yeah. But it's like, I need to be able to flick through your cards, pick the ones I want, work it out. Yeah. One thing that I actually impacting me at this show okay people are using the app center stage yeah right this is an app where you have a card you take it out you scan it and straight away it goes boom and it gives you a comp which i maintain does not work it's flawed and it's given out flawed comps like someone did that just for this is the only context i'll give you someone did that on our jude bellingham image variation autograph where he's like eh? number the 50 mm-hmm. and they scanned it and the exact same card came up and it said it was 200 dollars. yeah it's not his non-image variation was like is like four hundred dollars, mm. three hundred, and that one is like way way more. Yeah. So it's like, I'll if you give me an eBay comp, we can talk. If you do center stage, because a lot of people did center stage and said, "What's the price?" and I give them their price and they just walked away because it wasn't what was on center stage. Yeah. But center, I don't know where they're getting any of their information from and how old or backdated it is or what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's not great. It's very bad. Yeah. It's impacting comps. Okay, so thing. watch out for center stage. Be careful out there, people. Um, right, where are we now? Oh, oh, I just wanted to mention that uh, I picked up another couple of Ireland cards for the PC. Oh yes. Um, we got a Robbie Kane, um, immaculate. Yeah, boot. Uh, boot worn part of a boot worn match worn shoe. Unbelievable patch, really cool. And then a Shea given, uh, immaculate auto- autograph. Immaculate autograph, and. I put them on the table for display 
Because usually in the old days, mm. I could put Ireland cards on the table for display. No one would ever. No one would ever say anything. But now. But now, at least two or three people came up and said like, "Is that what's the price on that?" And I'd be like, "That's not for sale. That's not for sale." But it's it's, it's kind of it was a real. It's like it's nice now. There's like Irish people on Irish cards. It's still kind of cheap. It's all like the market isn't red hot. No. But it's for the first time ever. It's like, oh, oh I have like competition. Yeah. You know. People are scooping up the immaculate season. Yeah. Someone's like, oh, I. I People say, oh, I already have one of those. And you go, mm. you already have it. Where did you get it? You know, <laughs> Where did you come from? Where did you come from? Maybe you didn't do a good enough job of scooping up the Irish cards, Jason, in your early your early days. Maybe so. You could have cleaned up and sold it to Ireland for the next 10 years. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, But yeah, okay, right. Let's go on. Oh, here's one for you, Enzo. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk in that at all. Apart from the Dynasty box about... Uh, oh, no, we did. We talked about... Uh, yeah, just a dynasty box in terms of wax trades. Yeah. But we do have a wax trade here, which is a World Cup Prism hobby box. Oh, yes. And a Premier League Mosaic hobby box. Okay. Right? Uh, in return, we got, we, we gave them, and in return, we got the following. It's a big list. Okay. Pulisic Playmakers on-card autograph in a PSA 9-9. Wow. Uh, two Haaland Crystal rookies. In Tops Crystal Rookies in PSA 9 two of them yeah a World Cup 2018 Prism Mbappe base card in a PSA 10 nice and a little bit of cash can't remember how much cash but it was decent that was very exciting it's a great deal that position was beautiful which we ultimately sold at the show ultimately sold at the show and um, because we knew we knew an American such, we can't name names you know. we knew an American pulled him in yeah and it was uh, an easy enough deal very good deal so that was exciting as well. Now let's get to the controversial deal. Controversial deal. The deal that launched a thousand tweets. Oh my god. So here's a deal from the show. On one side of the deal, we have I'm actually gonna open up the, the tweet and everything. Oh here we go. On one side of the deal, we have a Do you wanna start with what we got or what we gave? What we got. What we got. So we picked up at the show a Haaland Colour Blast Yes Black background Beautiful colour blast A little rainbow going on Yeah In a PSA 10 Ooh Right um, That's from Obsidian is it? 2122 Obsidian 2122 Obsidian So we got that And we also got a Robin Van Piercy, uh 2015 2015 yeah 2015 Select Patch Autograph Beautiful card Beautiful Now interestingly on this card He signs RVP 11 on the uh, flawless, he signed RVP nine. Yeah, so that's that's his kit number. Robin, but but why did he sign two different ones? He had a different kit number. It's very interesting. Most players don't do that. True, but um, he he's very concerned with the uh, that might be ten. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that's ten. I don't. I don't know what. Maybe he was trying to write ten, and the pen was too thick, and it looked like an eleven. That can happen sometimes. Can do. If using a thick pen. Um, anyway, so we got the Haaland Color Blast in the PSA 10 and we got the RVP Patch Auto. That's what we that's what we got. That's what we got. And people said this was the bad. The people that got this were the, did right. bad. So this is the bad, apparently the bad side of the trade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's what we gave in return. We gave a uh, Tops Women's Champions League Chrome Bet Mead uh, to 99 Parallel. Yeah, also. We gave a Tobin Heat from the gold. same set. Gold to 50. Yeah, big card. Big card. We gave a Jude Bellingham 20, 2021 
Stadium Club uh, base Rook- autograph. Rookie Auto. Rookie Auto. And we also gave the image variation to 50. To 50 of that same card. Card. The iconic image variation. Horizontal, one of, big smile, rookie hall. I would say a fan favourite. Fan favourite, which we have had since... Maybe a year. Maybe a year. Um, And we've brought to many shows. Everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. We get It's probably one of our most commented on cards. One of us picked up cards, looked at cards, yeah. all that. Um, but we haven't made a deal on it. Not even an offer did we get. We got a lot of people saying, what's the price? Give them the price and they got scared. But they, they got scared. They didn't offer because they kind of knew that's a good price. Also, on that side of the deal with the Judes and the Arsenal ladies cards were uh, was some cash. £150. £150 Great British pounds. Pounds sterling. So, this deal, I here's we'll start with the reaction from the people. Can I just say, before that, when, when that deal was finished, you did turn your head and said, wait, did we give cash or did we get cash? And I was like, no, we gave cash. And yeah. you're like, okay. Oh, I was like... Because it is, it, it's a borderline deal. It is. It's, and we'll explain... We'll explain the, 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 the reasoning. T- yeah, the thinking behind this. Let's go to the reaction, though. So I put it on Twitter, I said, rate this trade. Jake the Mailman comes in, he says, I would rather have the Haaland more than any of the others, but this is ju- that's just me. Eight out of ten. Hmm. Oh, thanks, Jake. Okay. Uh, Rio says, rough one for whoever gave up the Judes. That's us. Rough one for us. Rough one for us. Uh, the Tummy Stick says, and cash, you got cooked. Fair. Uh, Aiden says, Jude side cooked. We're getting cooked. We're getting cooked. Oh, my God. Uh, officially, Girl Dad says, I would say six and a half, but you got the best card in the trade. Six and a half out of ten, but you got the best card in the trade. You're saying the hand's the best card overall, so, but not a great trade. Not a great trade, but you did well to it. Chris says, meh. Yeah. Matt Wetzel says, nine out of ten for the Jude side. <sighs> that <laughs> so, gives us a one out of ten, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know if it's the points like I shared, that. but... Uh, it's not a Venn diagram. Jude Hottles are more liquid uh, to move quickly. Not in our experience, Matt. Not in our experience, yeah, true. And uh, then JR says three out of ten. I see a comment. Can we see if that's all? What's that comment? I think that's. Uh, oh, officially the girl comes in and says, "Color blast is sick AF." Fair. Um. So. Okay, JR also expands later and says, "Halen color blast is sweet, but I'm not a big RVP van. Rosso cards would be the very liquid in the summer with the World Cup, and that Jude variation auto is one of my favorite cards." That's it. I came down to that. In fairness, the Rosso with the World Cup, we didn't factor that in. I didn't that anyway. Uh, no, but I did factor that in for a later trade for a Lena Oberdorf okay. uh, autograph. We have a case of also that we should probably just open. Or maybe wait for the summer. Sure. When it heats up. So, Enzo, uh, you went on uh, to say that people are killing us on this one. Yeah. And we got some extant- expanded discussion. So, uh, Foot Dad says, I'd say use one that. The Haaland Color Blast alone is worth like $1,200. For some raw non-numbered Jude autos and a couple of Chrome parallels, assuming it's just but not it's the variations of fifty. Yeah, people don't know that. I think I don't think there's a base variation. I think yeah, any variations of fifty or less. And a couple of Chrome parallels, assuming it's just the cash I can count in the video yet that you handed over, which it was. Yeah. And then James says PSA ten premium and rarity of color blast easily have more significant value than the raw base autos. And it's important to know we were basing the Jude as a PSA 9 because there was a corner issue, the image variation. And we, yeah. we disclosed that to the, the person on the other side of the trade. Said it'd probably get a 9, maybe an 8 because of the corner, probably a 9. But I don't think, I think there's only one ten. Nine overall have been graded. One ten, five nines, and I think the rest were 8s or 6s. Yeah. Um, so how do you want to do this? you want to go through? 
We'll go through valuation, I would say. Like, well, off, off the bat, the two Wosos I had at 150 euro. Yeah. Okay. So, we're go- for what currency are we going to use? We're going to use, we use euro. Okay. Because I don't know the dollars. So, right. But for Americans, euros and dollars are roughly equivalent. Very close. Yeah. Dollars are slightly more, but not, not much. Yeah. Uh, I had, like, the bet, the, uh, the Tobin at 100 Based mm-hmm. on based on comps, and then the the bet me that fifty. Yep. Um, I had the normal standard Jude at two fifty to three hundred. So say two fifty. Right, because two fifty is kind of where I was because I, I didn't really think we'd get so it. So we're at four hundred now. We're at four hundred. Yeah. And then it just for 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 context, I get the one fifty cash. I did straight for the Van Persie. I had that at one fifty. Just bought that for one fifty. I was thinking everything else was for Holland. Okay. And then it just came down. This is where like the rough roughness came from. It came down to this Jude because on eBay there was no comps. We all scoured for comps. One thirty point. That are yeah. center stage. The only thing that gave a comp and that was two hundred. And it's always very hard. To, this haunts us at every show where we're it's doing just our prep. You people can never love find it. it. Yeah. You can't find it. Um, Again, only nine graded. There's 50 of them, but only nine graded with PSA. Mm-hmm. Uh, the APR on PSA, the, the, to see if any have sold. None had sold on PSA. Right. There used to be comps on eBay, but I think after a few months, yeah. they disappear. I don't know. It's really weird. They're, 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 I used to see comps that they discard. I think the old comp was like 700 euro yeah. or something. So it, it came down to how do you value that Jude? And like that Jude is one of the coolest cards made in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most desirable Jude stock only goes up. Um. But it kind of came down to how confident are we? That we had a price at a thousand pound for context, but we I think our low was seven fifty. Mm-hmm. But we never came close to getting that offer. If we sent it to if if someone the, the other guy basically said if someone sends one of these cards to auction, he felt it would end at seven hundred dollars, and at that point there is a comp for that card, and then he's going to get a bit cooked. Um, and it just came down to the Haaland as a PSA ten. It's standardized. It looks like it'll be a fairly easy thousand to one thousand two hundred. Some are one thousand three, one thousand four. I yeah. kind of felt like maybe the value was less, but I think which one of those would we turn into a thousand quicker? And it's the two we picked up, I think. So there's right. So that was there's, my thing. I, I missed that, Jude. It was beautiful. There's liquidity involved. Yeah. There is also, I think, an underrated factor, which is um, the PSA 10. Yeah. Because the PSA 10 is actually like it just, you're buying, first of all, you're buying the grade that is PSA 10, but also you're buying the surety of here's how much this is worth. This is a, a countable number yeah the jude being raw it's like even if you did find a comp for psa 10 you then have to try and work out a multiplying factor it's only one psa 10 by the way you know so it gets it's it's i i viewed it as maybe today mm-hmm. if you totted it all up but it's also you're totting it up what are you totting up you're totting up ebay sales so you take away 13 percent from all the yeah shipping. you know like that there's a hat color blast from 2020 that um finished on january 9th and did one thousand three hundred dollars yeah and that was shipping from sri lanka right so i i think basically it comes down to what did we want and we have been to enough shows with those jude autographs and like a lot of english shows a lot of english shows um and like, and like jude is incredibly popular obviously with england fans facts but those cards like cards in the kind of 50 to 200 pound range do really well uh in london we found yeah, but then once you go kind of above that, for most people, I mean that's the same. Probably at every I don't know why I'm saying in London. Probably at every every show in America, it's the same. But maybe that it's 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 scaled down if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So like obviously at every show, the more expensive you go, the fewer people there are interested. Supply and demand, like but, they still go down. Big deals still go down, but it's harder. Yeah, and Jude was in that point where like 
It's not. A, it's not a PSA ten. It's not even PSA nine. So Could you, be a PSA nine. Like I mean, if you grade it, you mean I it's mean, literally it's, it's raw. It's not grade. Yeah, it's yeah, literally yeah. raw. So it doesn't even have that. Like that reduces its liquidity. Yeah, and if people want to buy it, they know they have to go through the work of grading. Like we we were going to grade it, we just didn't get around to it. Didn't get around to we it. We have a PSA submission being built, and we're going to do it all together. But we didn't. Yeah. Do so it. overall, I think what we traded from was instead of trying to find four deals, yeah, to just finding one deal. Oh, well, yeah. I'm counting the cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of, that's what it was. I just I, feel like both of the dudes were just out of the price range of the people that wanted them. Even the one at 300. A lot, like, a lot of people asked for all of those cards. So it was a case that we had to reduce our asking price for it. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I think the Robin Van Persie in that deal is underrated. That got picked up a lot. We put that on the table. A lot of people wanted it. Yeah, that's true. I think that comes down to people that watched football prior to the hobby booming and in recent years. Like, you know, Robin Van Persie is kind of the final, one of the last players of that previous generation yeah. i would say um, and there's a lot of nostalgia especially in in the uk for him and a lot of people wanted that card and 2015 you can't really all of the the top cards are modern that's a 2015 card which is still modern but it's you know it's early modern yeah i, I love i loved it i liked it and I, in fairness it was very like it wasn't people saying you got cooked it was crazy i thought now could you get a thousand for that jude potentially potentially but you'd have to you have to know the buyer. You'd have to get it's, it's a big deal to get that done. Yeah. So um, I think that the Highland is more internationally marketable mm. because no matter where you go, this is one of the things that comes up in conversations about grading companies, for instance, um, where it's like people talking about using smaller grading companies. Yeah. And I often say, if it's for your personal collection, do whatever you want. But if it's a card you ever want to sell, move as you please. Move as you please. It doesn't. It doesn't. If you, if you like how it looks and it fits your wallet, whatever. Do it. But when it comes to grading, if you think about selling, and this happened a couple of times, people coming up to us with certain slabs at the show, it's like, I, 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 this is not standardized. MGC is the hardest slab to crack. So even if you have an MGC and I think I can open it and sell it raw, yeah. I don't even bother because they, they're so airtight. What's the easiest slab to crack? Uh, SGC. SGC. I've never cracked a PSA or a BGS. Right. So. Okay. But yeah, it's like, so this is the, the yeah, anyway, so that's where, that's where I were thinking. Um, that was what went through I, I think people also I will say this yeah I hope from this podcast because I think one of the reasons why is if you look at this deal in isolation if you look at any of these deals in isolation mm. there's always ways to to say to maximise to say well in an ideal world you wouldn't do this and you do that and but mm. I think when you're doing like a whole weekend you're doing X amount of deals yeah you, it's it's kind so, of swings and roundabouts a little bit. Yeah. You know, you win some, you lose some, you keep going. Yeah, some some are down, some are up. Yeah. You get cooked, in fairness, sometimes. But I think and it, there's something to be said about I don't know, I can't remember exactly who the person was we did that deal with. He was American. I remember who it was. Agree. But I, to be honest, when I say remember, I know, I know exactly, if I've seen him again, I know who he is, whatever. I just don't know where he's from. I didn't ever Yeah. Do you, want, do you want me to, to, to say or no? No, I don't. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm outside the top of my head. I'm just saying... It was also just like I had never done it. I don't. I don't think I'd ever done a deal with him before. Can you clarify? No, we uh, briefly, I think, met or were around each other at the at trade the night at the national in the in the lobby of the hotel. That okay, time. great. But it, it, for me, it was just like this is an American guy. He's over here. Let's yeah. just get a deal done. Why not? Yeah, it's like not networking, but like. But going like, back to that, we're thing. at a show to get deals done. Sorry. No, I was going to say I mentioned it earlier about having to disappoint people, mm. and I think. 
so oftentimes because because people come up with their cards and that might be the only deal they do all show yeah so they're coming to the show specifically to get a deal done for this so they're in the mindset of I need to maximise here and so but whereas we're in the mindset of we, I have to keep moving here so I, I, I'll give you you know I have to keep going I have to keep going so I'll give you that but I'm not gonna it's like I can't stand here all day arguing about this deal with you and it's like once we decide we want to get this deal done let's just try to get it let's done let's get it done for me I didn't want to give the 150 cash I wanted 100 right um, and when he said 150 it was literally like I knew I should have counted 120 125 but I was just like let's just get it done let's just get it done let's just do it so anyway I think all in all we can safely say we didn't get cooked I don't think so I mean it depends on what you're trying to do I, as I said I think we'll get to a thousand faster than we would have with the Jude based on the fact that we've had that Jude for so long now having said that we never put the Jude on eBay no but there's various reasons why eBay doesn't fully function for Irish people at this moment in time. So, um, what's left to say on the podcast? Oh, just that some very exciting things. Uh, mm. There were some professional footballers walking around. Showing around. Doing I deals. I didn't know them all. I did a deal with one man and you told I know, me. It's I know. from Blackburn. I, there was also a conversation you were having with somebody else where I, you said, I don't know who that is. And I interrupted you. I said, you do know who that is. We've covered him on the podcast several times. Yeah, I got cooked. That's when I got cooked. And you said, oh, it's the podcast. <laughs> like, I don't even listen. I'm like, I'm on my phone. I'm like, Jason, I'm not going to pop reports at this hall. That's what happens. You got to pay attention. Trying to figure out. People write very positive reviews about what they hear. You're not even listening and you're hearing it live. But I'm trying to figure out. We've moved on. I'm trying to see the APR on this hall. All right, never mind. Uh, Before you cut it off, I just want to. Tosin Adarabayo is there. Uh who has Tosin collectibles on Instagram hmm. and then a couple of boys from Blackburn Rovers who had been playing Watford I think at the weekend that's why they were in the London area uh, we had Bradley Dack we had Ben Burton Diaz and we had um, who did we do the deal with who bought a box office I don't know I, remember, but I thought it was Diaz but I don't know um, for context Jason September the Haaland we traded into did $1,500 in a PSA 10 and more recently in October, well, that's not that more. Fourth of October, so the American uh, dates. I thought this was April. One thousand three hundred and fifty. Mm. So its peak value was one and a half. The most recent value was one three five zero. We'd probably get one thousand one thousand two hundred for that. And to be honest, that could be one for the national. Yeah. And that's it. We're at the national. If we're producing a Hal and PSA ten, and it's a color blast, that ticks a lot of boxes. Mm-hmm. We'd get a thousand all day for that. Mm-hmm. We'd be asking for one, two, one, three, one, four. They'd say I can do a thousand. Like the Lewandowski kaboom. You get a deal done for a card like that. Yeah. There you go, people. Whereas with the Jew, they'd be telling us it's wrong. And can I say, when we were at the National doing the deal for the Lewandowski kaboom, we were on the other side of that. We had not yet, we were not yet veterans. Mm. And so we were standing there and we let a deal of our Lewandowski kaboom go to, uh, didn't happen because of maybe $100 or $150. Yeah. They said, we give you a, we wanted a thousand. Yeah. Maybe we give you a 50. And because in our minds, that's one of the two deals we might do. Or it might be the only deal we do. So we we're like, no, I can't because you see, I have this <laughs> car and I need, you know, <laughs> I need it. Um, whereas to them, they're like, man, I'm, but the national felt like, I don't know. The national felt busy. Like I imagine going this year, I can't imagine getting a lot of deals done on the other side of the table. Trade night is the only place I'd, I'd see deals done for myself. I don't unless unless I see something I really want. Yeah, I say would you do partial trades? Maybe that's yeah. the way to do it. Trade cash, boom. Trade cash, boom. That's it. So anyway, thanks to the London Car Show for a great weekend. Yeah, 
thank God. Um, thanks to everyone that came up and said hello to us at the table. If you bought something or if you didn't buy something, thanks to everyone thank that you. tagged us all over social media. I'm going to yep. try get into that now today. Share share what we've been tagged in. Um, and we will be back on the road again for more card shows throughout 2023. But more importantly, back on Thursday for another podcast. Boom. Thank you.